There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. For all you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense like we ain't the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. Enzo. Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. And with that, welcome in to NFL Friday, WFUV's exclusive football podcast. So glad you could join us today. We got a lot to cover. I'm Brian Raybacks, joined by Chris Persianen and Will Talent. We got a lot of news to cover some legal issues with Devontae Adams, coaches being fired, a whole slate of week, week six games to look forward to this week, and of course, New York football maybe giving us some good football for the first time in what feels like forever. Guys, it's an exciting time to be a New York football fan. Uh, yeah, Brian, I, I wouldn't say they may are. They definitely are. That's Three what and doing. two, New York Jets, four and one, New York Giants. Best football we've seen probably 10 years, maybe longer, for the teams that play in New Jersey. But I'm excited to unpack it with you guys. Lots going on in the NFL. We're going to have some picks at the end, too. I can't wait to get the show started. Great to be here, especially with you two. Excited to uh, talk about the pigskin here. I, I, I love this league. I think it's, like, the best product on a week-to-week basis. So, you know, you get a lot of time in between to uh, – have debates about it, so let's let's get into it. You know and what I'm saying? you're speaking of good products, we've had some good products in the tri-state area for the first time in a long time, and we'll start with the New York Giants. It's a Giants crowd here today, so why don't we start there? A big, big win this past Sunday morning in London. The Giants, heavy underdogs, but they get their biggest win in in years, I would say, beating the Green Bay Packers, 27-22. What a game, and if, if this game doesn't tell you that coaching matters in the NFL, I don't know what will. If you told me a year ago that the New York Giants would beat the Green Bay Packers in in any sort of game, I would would have not have believed you. You think going into the game, Aaron Rodgers is playing, uh, and the Packers are legit, so you're thinking, okay, just be, be competitive, and the Giants did that and went the extra mile. They went and had a great second half and got that 27-22 win. They're 4-1 and one with the win over a very good team, and I feel like now, guys, this win solidified that the Giants, they may have a shot to do something special this year. And they're playing well on both sides of the ball. You, you look at what Mike, Ka- Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale have been able to do under Brian Dable. This team is just very, they're, they're very coherent. They're very, they're just not knit together so nicely. There's something about Brian Dable that's just, it, it's really it's really special he he wants to be one with the players and, and he is he he was saying uh, I was watching an interview with Kayvon Thibodeau he said that Dable does not um let them call him coach he was like just call me Brian you and he said all of you guys make more money than me so just call me Brian and they call him coach out of respect but 
there, there's just something about this team that's just so special. And you look at Daniel Jones, too. Only two interceptions. That's been a big problem for him and then just kind of the success of this team, turning over the ball when it's in Jones's hands. He's only He only has two interceptions this year, and that is tied for fourth among quarterbacks this season. And Saquon Barkley, obviously the big headline for the New York Giants leading the league in rushing. He just does it all. A little tweak with the shoulder last, last week in uh, London, but should be good to go for Sunday against the Ravens and cause – a lot more havoc for that Ravens defense. Yeah, absolutely. And what what they're doing so far, I like that you mentioned Daniel Jones because he had a really good game. I know the stat sheet might not exactly show because it's not the prettiest stat sheet in the world. 217 passing yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. That's a big thing. Ball security has been huge. And also everything he does with his legs, too. Got 37 rushing yards. Always seems like he can give you a first down when you need it. So he's been really strong, and he's he's a tough guy. He is so tough. He's playing through gritty injuries. His ankle's busted. He's got a gash on his hand, and he's still kind of just grinding it out and getting the team's wins, especially leading a 80, uh, I believe it was 79-yard drive, 89-yard drive. When Saquon Barkley's out, he leads them down the field to a touchdown. There's something different about Daniel Jones this year, and maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's the veteran presence, or it could be Brian Dable just finally getting the most out of this kid, but Overall, he's looked really sharp this year, and he's played a big role in the Giants' success so far. Yeah, Daniel Jones had a lot of doubters coming into the year. Where are they now? Uh, they're still around. They're still around, but... <laughs> because through this, the Giants' wins, they have not put many passing touchdowns on the board, uh, and they are all saying that it's just because of the coaching that we're winning. So, yeah, they're, they're still here. But, uh, you know, Jones had a lot of doubters coming into the season regarding, like, his ability to literally just to take snaps as a starting quarterback. Like people were like, we should just ride with Tyrod um, because that's going to be better for our team. And, you know, you hear the Giants fans say that, and, and you know, you, you get where they're coming from. It's a rebuild year. Uh, they think Jones isn't the answer. They just want to have a steady hand in. But for me, I was thinking, like, if, if you're the Giants, why wouldn't you just want to ride or die by Daniel Jones? Why, why not start him every game of the season? Either he's good and, and you, you actually have a quarterback – or he's he's not that good, but he's mediocre, and he he's what Tyrod would have been. <laughs> or he's bad, and you get a good draft pick, and your answer as to whether he's your quarterback or not. I just all of the pathways for what could lead to a successful season for me this year for the Giants started with leaving Daniel Jones under center for 17 games, so long as he was healthy, and he's looked pretty good so far. Uh, Kafka and Dable have looked incredible in regards to optimizing their talent on the roster in terms of getting Saquon open in open space and letting him work with actual, you know, like space and not just spamming halfback dive up the middle every second and 10 like Shermer used to do. So, you know, that that's an improvement, like substantially. Um, you see the defense is playing hard. That's thanks to Wink, as as Will mentioned. You know, like this, this team's just coming together. Uh, it's not a year in which they have any pressure to contend or anything. So these kind of no expectation seasons are when you see teams, you know, have these big moments, these big storylines, and the Giants are certainly capitalizing on all their opportunities except for the game against Dallas, which I thought they were going to lose regardless. So I'm, I'm not too mad about it. They surprised me with the win in London, uh, and I think they shocked the world with that one too. Another thing with Daniel Jones too, 21 for 27, I feel like just watching him, his completion percentage is just a lot crisper this year. I'm not even just giving you a, a bona fide number, just on watching him play completing more passes, a lot more efficient, may not be getting those those touchdown passes, but that's something that he's never really done 
in his career. Obviously, you want it to improve if he's going to be your franchise quarterback. Also, look at who he's throwing the football to. Exactly. That's another thing. There's really nobody that he's throwing to at all. You're paying Kenny Galladay unearthly amounts of money to just not be that guy. It's going to be kind of tough. But you look at you look at how he's been able to carry this team downfield. Doesn't matter if he doesn't throw touchdowns. You have guys that will score touchdowns if if the ball is not coming from Daniel Jones's hands. That's okay. Where that becomes a question, in my opinion, is if this team actually does make the playoffs and has a really good record, you go into the offseason and you're like, how can we improve and really become one of the top five, one of the top three maybe teams in the NFC? You're going to need a guy that throws and may, and has passing touchdowns. But right now, I don't even worry about that. This is a season, like Chris said, that you had no pressure at all to win, and they're winning uh, just like an unbelievable amount. Nobody expected the Giants to be four and one five weeks in. They were going to let the dead cap expire this year, no matter what. So they're like they were paying to be bad. <laughs> they were paying people to not play for the team. It's really hard to be good when that's happening. They're exceeding expectations. It's it's just credit to the coaches for setting this all up how they have, and, and to the players for executing. Like it's, Saquon's back, baby. It's incredible. If you told me before the start of the season the Giants would be four and one. That's that would have been outrageous. And you look at the schedule coming into the year: Tennessee, Carolina, Dallas, uh, Chicago, and now Green Bay. You think maybe two and three, one and four, because you know who the Giants are. But this Giants team, as they're proving, they're different. And obviously, Coach Dable is a huge part of that. You guys see the video of him getting absolutely hyped up Love as it. they went into the tuddle. Love it. I, that, that that's the energy that you need as a coach because it shows relatability to the players, and it shows he wants to win just as badly as the players do on the field. So it's pretty incredible, and it makes you wonder now. I think this was the win that solidified that the Giants, they can be good. Everyone was saying before the noise, okay, they're the worst 3-1 and team ever. They haven't they haven't beaten anybody. Well, now now look, they're 4-1, and look who they just beat. Are they the worst 4-1 team ever? I don't think so. I think this week, and Chris, you and I have talked about this a lot, they win this week, the, the hating has to stop. You it'll, have to look it'll at go this away team. if they beat Baltimore. Oh, you would hope so. I don't know if it'll completely go away because people just love to hate. That's just how it is. But if you beat the Ravens, a team that probably should be better than what their record says, and they're a very good football team, you can beat Lamar Jackson and all of the weapons that the Baltimore Ravens have in New York. You, you gotta you gotta turn your shoulder and be like, hmm, this Giants team is actually really not that bad. Five and one. You just beat the Packers and then the Ravens, and you only lost by a touchdown to the Dallas Cowboys. This team is, I'm not going to say in contention, still kind of early, but there's no reason for people to be like, this team is fraudulent at, at all. This team has definitely overperformed and overachieved, but enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Stop hating. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's about as good as you can say, and they've exceeded expectations so far, and now the tough matchup against the Baltimore Ravens this weekend I don't know how that's going to go because it's another very good team. And normally seeing the Giants go up against teams like the Ravens, your initial thought is, oh, no, they're not going to win. But now that they have a legit win against the Green Bay Packers, I mean, anything's possible. Why not the Giants? So they'll have that to look forward to on Sunday at 1 o'clock at MetLife Stadium. But MetLife Stadium saw another win this past weekend. The New York Jets, big win over the Miami Dolphins. Just blew them out of the water. 40-17 win. They ran the ball like crazy. Five rushing touchdowns on the Miami defense. And I know Miami's missing their starting quarterback, and their backup got hurt in the game too, Tua, or Teddy Bridgewater. 
Skyhart. So they're having Skylar Thompson under center, and obviously that doesn't give you the best odds if you're the Dolphins to win. But the Jets come through, and now they're 3-2, and two, so they've done well so far. And I feel like if you're a Jets fan, similar to the Giants, you have to like what you've seen so far in this season as well. Yeah, you know, I came into this season saying the Jets were better set up for success than the Giants going forward. Um, they just had more cornerstones, more building blocks. That You know, you got Quinton Williams, Zach Wilson, uh, the draft picks they had this year, great, great spots to be in. For me, it was a matter of, you know, is this coach good? Is his staff good? Can they put this talent in positions to succeed? Uh I wasn't exactly enamored with what I saw from them while Flacco was under center. I think the fact that Flacco was under center is an indictment on Douglas. Like, Joe Douglas did not have a good backup ready for Becton, even though he was injury-prone and they knew it. Um, he, he did not have a good backup for Wilson. Like, I, I'm not in love with Douglas the way Jets fans are. I don't think he's this, like, all-knowing trade wizard that they paint him as. But, you know, every team does that with their, their staff and players. That's all right. I don't, I don't mind it. Uh, I, I just think this Jets team, you, sh- you got to be out- optimistic going forward. You've got playmakers on both ends of the ball in really important skill positions and the most important position at, at quarterback. Uh, you were talking earlier about Daniel Jones. Um, on the other side of things, like the guys who win games today in the NFL are the guys who extend plays, you know, quarterback-wise. Like if you can extend a play, make something happen, you have a shot to be a top five quarterback. Like it's just that, you know, that that's how this league is nowadays. You see guys like Josh Allen, Lamar, Patty Mahomes out there, you know, bending sideways while throwing and running out of the, the pressure. It's like these are the guys that succeed. Zach Wilson is much more of that mold than someone like Daniel Jones. So, you know, Daniel Jones, you're hoping, gets to like Kirk Cousins status. Wilson is more enticing of a quarterback. And when when you've got Garrett Wilson, when you've got Brees Hall, uh, when you've got Elijah Barry Tucker, hopefully Mekhi Becton, still a good you know prospect to have around. Other end of the ball, Sauce, Quinnen, all these guys, all these studs that are young on, on rookie-scale deals, you're in a great spot going forward. So for them to put some wins on the board, they're 2-0 with Wilson under center. Uh, you got to be real happy, honestly. Yeah, that's got to be a real encouraging thing. 2-0 and with now your starting quarterback, your young quarterback who you drafted last year under center. That's got to be big, and it's got to be a big confidence booster for the Jets. And seeing them blow out a team this is not something that you've seen from the Jets at all in the last couple years if they're winning they're barely squeaking out wins they're not dominating teams like this and especially on the ground too I know Zach Wilson's played well but the ground game in this game against the Dolphins was kind of unbelievable Brees Hall is off to a really nice start in his NFL career 197 scrimmage yards that's about as about all you can ask for for your young playmaker and as Chris mentioned their other playmakers are getting the job done as well so I think there's a lot to be excited about in Jets land, and so far, you know, they've come to play, especially with Zach Wilson playing, too. Yeah, Chris, I like what you said about how the uh, the Jets have gone out and attacked those skill positions. You look at quarterback, wide receiver, running back, you look at those positions, and something that I really admire that the New York Jets have done is that they haven't gone out and signed a, Le- a Le'Veon Bell. They haven't gone out and signed a quarterback they, they did sign Corey Davis a couple years ago, but they haven't filled those skill positions with guys who have paid their dues and are looking to get paid. They have drafted their way to success. Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm a fan. I like Zach Wilson. I like him a lot. I think he fits this Jets team really well. And the Jets front office has done a great job of, with pairing him with good options to have with on, well, on the ball, on the ground, in the air. Um, 
Brees Hall, phenomenal. 18 carries, 97 yards against the Dolphins. He also had 100 receiving yards. Too. Yeah. It was absolutely unbelievable. And then Garrett Wilson, not the not the strongest game that he's had all uh, this year. But he's looked really yards. strong this he's season been, as a whole. He's been a great target to, to have. He's been an absolutely great target to have. And it, there's just there's many options for Zach Wilson, but the one thing I really like the most is that they're going to come up together. They're not going to be... They're not going to have a career prior to playing with the Jets. They're going to start with the Jets, and they're going to build with the Jets. They're going to become contenders with the Jets. 21 answered points in the fourth quarter is absolute resiliency, and the fact that this team is that young and can do that against a team who has had serious headline time for being a a kind of a threat, but now with Tua going down, that's been uh, overshadowing how good the Dolphins are, even though 3-2 and now not looking the same as they were three weeks ago. The Jets, though, I'm impressed, and I would definitely keep an eye on them. And the Giants, New York football is definitely very exciting and probably the most exciting it's been in quite some time. I have a little less confidence in the Jets than the Giants. I do, too. Yes, because the Jets still, their wins, how how big are their wins as a whole? Like they've beaten, Great point. They've beaten, they had a miraculous win over the Browns, and then... I mean, that's a one-in-a-million win right there. And then you beat the Steelers on the road. I think the Steelers' win was good because, you know, winning on the road in Pittsburgh, that's a big win, especially for Zach Wilson. Yeah, now. Not easy. The, not yeah, but the Steel- and the, at the same time, the Steelers, there's a lot left to be desired over oh, there. Of course. They played, they played Trubisky for half the game, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not really some, you know, whoop they do And Kenny Pickett was, yeah, in there for the first time. And then the Dolphins, they're missing their top two quarterbacks, so – you're beating their third string. But this has to give you confidence as a Jets fan that they can win games down the road. They're showing you that they can win. They're not getting embarrassed by anybody. They're not totally just getting blown out. They're playing competitive football. And I think in year two under the Salah Zach Wilson regime, I think that's all you can ask for. And it gives you confidence that they can win games down the line. They got a tough one against Green Bay on Sunday, and they're going to go into Denver after that. But Maybe a game against the Patriots. They've really been awful against the Patriots for the past six years now. But Not a good team this year, though. Exactly. So, it's so winnable. as a team that's owned them for the past six years, you think maybe this is the Jets team that can kind of put a dent in them and then win some more games beyond that. Definitely a boat of confidence for the fans. Uh, playoffs, I don't know. But I, uh, no, a sign, a sign of encouragement, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Something. This is the type of season, at least to start. Jets fans haven't seen in years, probably longer for uh, than Giants fans. At least the Giants ha- fans had some success, while the Jets, since the Mark Sanchez days, have done absolutely nothing, have had consistently good draft picks, and consistently have not been able to hit on them. And now it's starting to look like, all right, you got Brees Hall, you got Garrett Wilson, you got Zach Wilson, Quinn Williams, obviously Mekhi Becton out but guys that you can build around and hopefully be cornerstones for what could be a good, successful run for the Green Gang. The Green Gang, yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of young talent on this team, and I think it gives Jets fans a lot of reason to be excited. This, this year may not be the year they piece it together, but they get another year of development, show some strong suits later on in the season, and maybe win seven, eight games in the regular season this year. There's a bright future ahead in New York if that's the case. But we'll move on from New York football. We've been talking a lot about them. It's been great. But we'll get to some other other teams that aren't doing so well in the season. One of those teams is the Carolina Panthers. And they were doing so bad that they fired their coach. Matt Rule out after just two-plus years as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers overall. Not a tenure that he can really be proud of. 
They went 11-27 and in his short tenure as head coach. And I think going around the league and looking at coaches, seeing that Matt Rule is the first one fired in season, I don't think as an NFL fan this should come as a surprise to very many people. Not at all. It's really not. When he was first hired, it even with uh, just with all coach hirings, it's like, all right, this is a new regime, whether you like it or not. Not a big fan of it from the beginning, especially when you give him seven years and over $60 million, and he's out not even completing three years into that deal. You've completely dug yourselves a hole in terms of, of cap space, paying a coach that you're not going to have. He's owed over four, $40 million for the next four years. That that uh, that averages out to $834,000 a month for a person that's not even going to have any part of your franchise, let alone that you can't even figure out the quarterback situation. That should have been one of the first things that you did. And recycling these old quarterbacks, they're not old, but quarterbacks that are looking for a second chance. Sam Darnold, Cam Newton was looking for a second chance, even though he was the poster child for the Panthers for quite some time. Baker Mayfield, the best quarterback that the Panthers had out of the five under Matt Rule. It was Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker you probably haven't the, heard that the, name. The XFL guy. The only winning record out of those five quarterbacks. He was two and That's a unbelievable. Starter. What about That's the? How, how about the Houston Roughnecks? Little, little <laughs> shout out for the Houston yeah. Roughnecks. Give, give them PJ their due. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's 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 not a good situation there, and you're gonna go mid season, and you're gonna tear it all down. It's something that has to be done. You, you you're you're going into a Giants type rebuild. That's how ugly it is. In Carolina, yeah, it's real bad. the The contract they gave him is just a disaster, and the revolving doors the revolving doors of quarterbacks coming in hasn't helped. You mentioned all the guys in the last five years and the lack of stability. Not even five years, like Not, yeah, three, 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 three years. He's been there, <laughs> but overall, they haven't been successful with Matt Rule at the helm, and that was a bad loss to San Francisco on Sunday. And I think, yeah, that was the moment where Carolina kind of knew, okay. This tenure's done because they they weren't going anywhere with him. They weren't building anything, and the way their quarterbacks have just been awful over the last couple of years, it's just I think Panthers fans had seen enough, and the front office can definitely say the same. And it's real. The future's really looking bleak in Carolina because what do they have? They have Christian McCaffrey, who is about their only good skill position player on offense. uh, DJ Moore, but they can't get DJ Moore the ball. That's the thing. Baker Mayfield has been really bad at quarterback, so. They haven't been successful under Matt Rule. None of their quarterbacks have been successful under Matt Rule. They haven't shown that they're really competitive. So, obviously, this was a no-brainer for the Carolinas front front office. Yeah, they're not competitive. Rule's not good. Um, in, in, in games where other teams scored 17 or more points, the Panthers were like 1-17 or something like that. That's just ineptitude right like, there. It was, it That's was as bad in, as it gets. It was impossible for him to outscore other teams if they were scoring. Like he had, <laughs> The other team had to have a bad day offensively or his defense had to be playing well for him to, to win a game. Like The offense was just never good there. Uh, are never good enough, and uh, that's just, just got to be an indictment on the coach when you have so many different options come through. I know none of them were incredible, but when you can't even make one look decent, it, it's got to say something, right? So now we're living in a world where we are picking out contenders out of a hat for DJ Moore and, and CMC to get traded to. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I, heard, Giants, I heard the possibly? Bills. I heard the Bills called in about uh, Mr. About McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, that, could that would be. Back, could you imagine could him on the Bills? In Buffalo. 
could you imagine? I mean, him on the Bills, but the Giants, maybe they're in a position where maybe they can make something happen. Get For a DJ Moore? Yeah. I, yeah, but Moore just got extended, so the cap hit would be like ridiculous, yeah. and, and they're trying to clean the books right exactly. now. I, I don't think they're going to bite. Yeah, I, I don't think it's worth giving up anything for that for, it's fun, for DJ it's fun, Moore it's right fun now. to dream about it, it's definitely it definitely is i something with the giants though and making trades like that i, I think it's a little too soon to be d- pulling the trigger like that if you want to go out and pursue like odell beckham even though that's not like the most realistic option signing a free agent in the middle of the season seems more realistic for the giants but pulling the trigger in a season where you're seriously overachieving i think you stay away from i find it hard for the Panthers to get the most out of what they should, like the the best return possible, if they package McCaffrey and more. Just with the way that this franchise is just going right now, they're going to end up messing that up. And um, I, I just don't like it. You should definitely, you you have to move on from both of them, though, because it, they're both just kind of rotting in Carolina. And yeah, your, franch- your, your franchise isn't going anywhere. Yeah. So what, what's they, the they point of keeping go. these guys around? McCaffrey's making a lot of money. And DJ Moore's got that contract too, so it would be easier to get that off the books if you're Carolina. And it's so weird with Matt Rule. One last thing I'll say about this is when the, the Giants were searching for head coach at the same time as the Panthers were, and Matt Rule, Matt Rule was my guy that I wanted. Everyone seemed to have wanted Matt Rule, who was looking for a coach, and the Panthers got him and obviously gave him a lot of money to go there. So he was heavily touted out, and overall, just a total failure as. NFL head coach. It's, is it another product of college coaches just not getting the job done at the NFL? That's what it's looking like. So Matt Rule's tenure, obviously a disappointment in Carolina. And we're gonna now we're going to transition. We're going to pick games. But before we get into that, you, I'm sure you guys saw about the whole Devontae Adams thing with him shoving the— uh, Of course, yeah. It was yeah. on primetime television, and it was— Ended up being the primetime event. I, I guess all there really is to ask about this is, is, is he getting suspended? Is he going to get a game or a slap on the wrist? Is he just going to get fined? Is is that where we're going down? Is he? I think he's going to get fined and not suspended. I, I, yeah, I, I don't I think, think he's going to yeah. miss any games. I don't know. I think he probably gets fined. I don't think he gets a game. They probably would have given him a game by now because it's just so close to Sunday. Probably just end up eating a fine. It's uh, dropping a bucket for him, so... I mean, if you ask me, uh, I'd say ask the NFL what they value more between a game of Devonte Adams on national TV or doing right by what looked like a, an assistant assistant to the assistant of the assistant <laughs> cameraman. Like they, like I, like I know we don't work on football fields, but like these broadcasts are really big productions. They have dozens of people around, literally like some random video guy. I mean, I, I've got a college tuition to pay for. I would have I would have fallen over big time too. So, you know, I, I, that's about what I think of it. I, 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 I yeah, I'm not going to pretend like I care. And, <laughs> but, and you know that camera guy is going to try to get everything he can out of this situation. He's I would have been, you know, Peter Griffin with the, with the knee. Like the, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> I, I would have been there for like 30 just minutes. Really, just really doing everything you can. <sighs> Yeah, that, that's what it's looking like right now. We don't know what Devontae Adams' status is, so I guess we'll figure that out. But we'll transition from there. Let's pick some games, guys, shall we? We'll pick We'll pick against the spread. So we'll start with we're recording this on Thursday. So how about a really strong game tonight between the Commanders and the Bears? I'm just, pumped. Just about as good of a Thursday night football game as you can get as the sarcasm just is dripping out of my voice. The line, uh, Washington minus one. So 
they are favorites, and I think I will take that because I do think that the Commanders are going to win this game. Yeah, I'm also going to go Washington. I just This is just a horrible primetime game. I have nothing else to say about this other than Washington's probably going to win. And none of us really care about this game because it's the Commanders and the Bears. So I'm taking the home dog. Oh. I'm taking the home dog. We got we got 20-mile-an-hour wins. Is is it a windy night? <laughs> we, it's the windy city, my it's, guy. It's, all, it's always windy. <laughs> always windy out there. Listen, we got 20-mile-an-hour wins in Chicago. And Montgomery and Herbert are about to go like bonanza on the run game. It doesn't matter that both of these quarterbacks absolutely stink. Uh, I would say take Wentz to throw a pick. <laughs> take it's always safe. <laughs> take something like Montgomery rushing yards and Brian Robinson rushing yards, and and then uh, just take it to the take it to the bank with. Bears with Bears money line. I mean, I mean, it's a home dog, and I, they're both teams are bad. Someone's got to win. Someone's gonna win. Give me the side with more value. I, 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 it's disgusting. This is, this is for the NFL to schedule this game on prime time. Uh, just, just not even, not even like, not a week after giving us Colts oh, Broncos Thursday night football. I almost fell asleep during that one. That was I'm rough. going to fall asleep before halftime of this one. This is abysmal scheduling. I don't know who in their right mind thought either of these teams were going to be good this season. Uh, why? Why are we watch watching? Like, why do we they have get, to watch? They got, they got to get every team on prime. I'm going to be tuned in because I'm a sucker for the NFL's product, and I, <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there being like, "Oh my god, uh, Brian Robinson first touchdown, please!" But like, uh, other than that, like, I, I'm going to hate every second of it. I'm going well, to despise you it. You know what? I'm going to hate, well, hate watch. It's like a bad movie. Let, That's what it is. Let, let, let's get away it. from Thursday. There, there, there's better action on Sunday. So we'll start with the Ravens and the Giants, a game that we all have interest in as members of WFUV covering New York football. So Baltimore's five-and-a-half-point favorites. So are the Giants, are they going to make this game close? And you know what? I, I think they are. I don't I don't really see them getting totally blown out because they haven't shown that so far. So I'm going to take the Giants at a plus five-and-a-half. I think that's a nice little play for Coach Dable and the G-Men. Yeah, we're talking spreads. This lines up for the Giants perfectly. There's a- Do I think they're going to win? No. But I think they'll cover. I, I, yeah, I think they cover the spread, and I may even pick them to win this game. I really, Ooh. I'm riding the momentum. I'm, 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 I'm riding that. If they win this game, there's not going to be any more giant slander. I can't take it anymore. Calling my team fraudulent and fake after they just went to London and beat the Green Bay Packers. They're playing good football. Give me the Giants. Yeah. No. Um. Absolutely not. So the Ravens beat the Bengals barely by two points last week. Uh, There's no shot that they're happy about how they've played recently. They lost to the Bills by three the week before that. Let's look at the next couple teams on their schedule. Cleveland Browns, very rough and tough defensive front. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, New Orleans Saints. Like These guys need to win this game, and they're going to win this game, and they're going to win it by a fair amount of points. I think at least by a touchdown. I would take Ravens minus six and a half if it were being offered. It's not, so I won't. It's not there. But I'll take the even better line that's being offered at five and a half. Give it to me. This is this is going to be a steamrolling. Wake Martindale knows the Ravens well, but they know him too. And Lamar is just better than anything he can prepare for. I'm gonna quote that. I'm gonna make sure that's out there. It's gonna be a steamrolling. We'll see if you eat those words on Sunday, and maybe if you're back on here next week, you'll have some questions to answer. But 4:25. It's a big one in the 4:25 window. It's the Bills 
and it's the Chiefs. Two best teams in the AFC, in my opinion, in most people's opinion. So this should be a real good one. The Bills are favored. They have a minus two and a half point spread, so they are favored. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs plus two and a half because I think the Chiefs are going to win. It's a little bit it's a little bit of an upset because the Bills are the best team on planet Earth, but I like the Chiefs at home in Arrowhead, so I'm going to go Kansas City. This is absolutely atrocious that this is a 425 game. Yeah, Why but couldn't it, it, this it's, be... it's the big day game. It, it is the big day game, but look at these two teams. Why is this the big day game? Well, there, I, I, can't, like, I can't really complain about the night game, which we'll finish well, up with yeah, next. Well, yeah, but Thursday, this couldn't have been, like, you couldn't have done a little a little more mix and matching, whatever. They, they got to give Jim Nance and Tony Romo something. I'm going to take... And the Whoa. Giants and the Jets Whoa. play at the same time know. at one, right? So yeah, that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's odd. This is just brutal. Yeah. This is a brutal it's a scheduling bad, week. Bad right? week five. Bad week five, but it's okay. I, this is a tough one. Um, Who do we got? Bill T. I'm going to go to the Chiefs because I just really like how Mahomes is playing right now. It just everything seems to be going right for him. Chris is shaking Even his head. Even though yesterday. Guys, do I have to fade you both again? Yeah, I think oh you are. Do it. It's okay. I'm, I'm not going to go to the Bills. I'm, I, I just, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. What do you got for us, dude? Fingers. Buffalo. Yep. So, listen, this is a, a matchup of some really, really, really elite teams. And you look right to the quarterback talent. I, I think this is the number one and number two best quarterback in the league. I've got Mahomes number one. I've got Allen number two. Rodgers, no long, he was my number one heading into this season. He's no longer top two because uh, these guys are that good, and he's not looked that good. So, well, it's the Things change. Things happen. Uh, um, these guys entering their athletic prime, Rodgers exiting it. It just makes sense. I, I got the, the team with the second-best quarterback in the league winning this week, man. I, I got Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. This is a big this is a big storyline game for them. Like Absolutely. We're, we're talking, you know, uh, revenge, you know, some, some cold-serve revenge. Like, they need this from last year. When you're a team with a competitive fight of – the Bills, like you know, I was saying, oh, the Ravens need to beat the Giants because their schedule coming up is hard. Like now, nah, like the Bills see this game on the schedule and they're like, we need to win this game for like our pride as as football players. Like these guys are not gonna be the team that just has our number. Like we have their number. We're gonna beat them. We're gonna beat them down. I don't think it's some you know huge blowout. I do think it's a really close game. I will take Buffalo's spread here. Win by you know what is it a field goal or more? Um, yes. Give it to me. I, I think the Bills come out on top here. Uh, the other thing about the Chiefs, too, is I said they were getting undersold coming into this season because of the loss of Tyreek Hill. Um, but I, I think their offense is is getting a little oversold. Like You saw how long it took for that engine to fire up against Las Vegas. Yeah. And the Raiders aren't exactly some juggernaut. So once they did get cooking, it went really well for them, and they won that game. But they're not that good offensively. They're just really good. I don't think there's some like elite, you know, cream of the crop. Well, yeah, yeah, Mahomes. That always helps. But doesn't hurt. We're gonna really wrap wrap up with the Cowboys and the Eagles night game. Good game. Good NFC. Game. It is a big game. You know, you usually see these teams on the schedule at the start of the year and think, okay, Cowboys, Eagles, they always get a night game. But no, these teams have both played really well so far. Eagles, six and a half point favorites. We're gonna go a little rapid fire here. I'll take the Eagles, six and a half. I'll take that under. Minus six and a half. Eagles, Nick Sirianni, they're going to stay undefeated. It's not going to be the Cowboys. 
Yeah, give me the Cowboys spread here. Um, I had it as my biggest play of the week last week against the Los Angeles Rams. They were plus five and a half. Everyone said the the Rams just had too much talent, whatever, whatever. I was like, Cooper Rush is winning this freaking game because the Cowboys defensive front and, and Micah Parsons are, are such an issue. Uh, I don't trust Stafford. This is kind of a similar situation for me. I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's a gamer. I think the Eagles don't just have a good team. They have an all-pro team. This is one of the two teams in the league to me that says, holy crap, that roster is ludicrous. The Bills and the Eagles, those rosters are ludicrous, especially the Bills that they add an interior O-lineman or a playmaking running back. Like, watch out, right? With this Eagles team, Jalen Hurts is good. I think he's actually a little underrated coming into this season. Now we're getting MVP talk, and I need people to take it all the way out of here. It's it's too much. Let, let's let's drop it. You know, I can't wait for this early season narrative to die out because it's getting pushed real hard. Uh, I, I Listen, Philly's good. I think Dallas gives them some trouble, some friction in this primetime game. Give me the, the, the Eagles by three or four points, and I'm like going to take the Cowboys to cover that spread. I like we'll, that. We'll see how it all goes, and we'll I guess we'll see what it, how we all did next week on NFL Friday, but that will wrap up this week's edition. Guys, great, great talking with you as always. We had a lot of fun, and it will be a fun weekend of football as well as we look forward to that. So from Will Talent and Chris Kersiainen, I'm Brian Rebax. Our producer was Will Jing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of NFL Friday. And of course, NFL Friday, a production of WFUV Sports.